Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren, and welcome to Average Bikers in a Cave. A show where a group of average bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike. From news, reviews, interviews and the big questions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, tell your friends and leave us a review. On episode 37, it's our usual ramblings, a bit of a check-in. We've got the call-out section again. And we'll update you on a handful of news stories. Also, this week's big question, it's all about the warranty. This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant, with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. The button is red. Do you know what that means? Does that mean it's recording? That means it's recording. And that means... We're not, we're not just relying on Zoom audio this time. No, we're not relying on Zoom audio. The button is red. We're good to go. That means it's check-in time. It's check-in time. time. I really should get my finger out and get a button for check-in time. Because we just kind of... If it does, please, please, please let, let it have a chicken sign on it, will you? Yes. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. That Thank would you. be rude not to. Anyway, preferably a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle, <laughs> or one of those. See that? See those video clips that are doing the rounds now where folk play songs with the rubber chickens. One of those. That's what you want. Do you know what I mean? Chicken time. That's getting done. That is getting right. done. Well, I'm off on holiday. You know I mean? Well, my chicken will be nice and quick today. Yes. I've done nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Hee haw. Hee haw. Um, I was away, so. Not on the bike, unfortunately. Been to London, so Back to the Future musical. So, oh, how so, was that? So, brilliant, right? It, music is rubbish, but actually the musical's brilliant. The car's brilliant on it. So, if you're up, if you love Back to the Future, and I know it's not motorbike related, but if you're Back to the Future and you're down in London, quite often they're doing quite cheap tickets for it just now, kind of walk-in tickets. So, ah. it's worth it just to see the car fly out at the end of the, of the audience. It's cool. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's quite cool. Mm-hmm. I have seen the car, and I've actually mm-hmm. met Christopher Lloyd at Comic Con. Got my picture oh, cool, taken. Cool. So, him and what's his face? Is it was it Tom? Tom Watson? Is it Tom? That's a golfer. Him that played Biff. Oh, I, I, I he know he's a, a, he he's a stand-up a, comedian. It's quite funny. He is. He is quite funny. Um, I went to a comic con in London with John because now obviously John doing his Hobbit thing and all that. Oh, I. And uh, it was a cop. It was a comic con. Mike Michael J. Fox was there. Oh, really? And. Wow. I was there, but but it was costing you. I mean, I, I never I never saw him. Never met. Oh, I'm not like. Uh, they were uh, costing me like to to go and meet them. But all the money, which is brilliant, all the money that you paid to go and see them went to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Oh, that's cool. That's that is so, pretty cool. So they weren't actually making any money out of it. That's all cool. the money was going. So I managed to. I bought a couple of daft um, Back to the Future kind of me figurine things and all that. But um, I was in the green room because obviously because I was with John, the but they were room, kept or? in their own separate room. But I did sit and have lunch with a girl that played his girlfriend. Um, not not, not Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. Shue. If it was Elizabeth Shue, I'd have, I'd have been. Oh. Mm, oh. Elizabeth Shue. Shue. Oh. Um, but the, but the, the first actress, who also, by the way, was adorable. You know, yeah, oh, you know? I but, um, you would be. 
Um, and we sat and chatted away. So that was quite cool. Um, with her, can't remember her name. And um, and they and Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Who. So that was oh cool. wow! Yeah, yeah. cool. But we knew Sylvester anyway because John Mark was Sylvester and the Hobbit, so that was quite cool. Yeah, um, I, I it was the same thing. It was a London Comic Con. I was at, mm-hmm. and he was there, and it was like you could pay to get pictures taken. I was like, why would you not get pictures taken with the doc? Um, of course. And also met Pamela Anderson that day as well. Nice, nice. Glad to see you yeah, are keeping abreast of popular culture there. Oh, there you go. First of the day. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you just got to get that first one in, don't you? Break the seal. Yeah. Break so the she seal. said. Hey. So, hey. Cool, nice one. So chicken. So I down in London. Did that? Wait, see the ABBA thing, which ABBA voice, right? Amazing. Is that the virtual three D thing? I know this is completely Aye. off topic, but hey, average bikers like ABBA, ABBA bikers in a cave, ABBA um, bikers in a cave, ABBA. So um, yeah, so we went to see that. Brilliant, um, and quite incredible. The technology is just amazing. Aye. what you're watching. There are times you know it's no, but there are times you're just going, hey, hey what, hey, what? The Aye. first two songs, Susan, I just stood by my mouth open going, ah, what, what, what are we watching? This is insane, you know? And then halfway through, you're, you're clapping when the song's finished and you realise you're clapping away and then you go, I'm actually clapping at absolutely nothing here. <laughs> I'm clapping at an empty stage. No, I'm clapping at a <laughs> big light show. Anyway, <laughs> bizarre. It's just bizarre, right? Like a SeaWorld uh, monkey. And the Friday, it's Billy Joel, so that's cool. Oh, that's so at uh, Hyde Park, which is amazing. Um, didn't this disappointing thing was I didn't get to the bike shed that trip. Oh, can he see I'm not upset by that. Well, disappointed beyond belief I was. Anyway, so, uh, but that was it. But, um, uh, so that, I mean, that was it. I have been out on the bike once. So, Whee. let's turn bikes. I did manage to get the bike oh, just out for a week and a 10, 20 mile Terevi a couple yes. of days ago. Just give it a wee bit of run. It was fine. And, you know, unlike... You know, Harley Davidson's, it started first time, so it was all good. <laughs> Meow. Topical. So, topical. Uh, I know, it's fine, so um, I all good, yeah. Um, and then the last part about a bike news check-in was, I got a text from John, my son John, telling me that he had bile envy at the moment. He'd what? And I was like, bile envy, you bile, feel all right? Bile envy? And then he realised predictive text, he was actually wanting, he's, he's thinking oh. of getting a new bike. Already? So, Oh no, to go with the other one, it's a wee bike that you can just kick about in the town and so, um, you know, I, I point them back towards the podcast uh, that we talked about security options because he doesn't have a garage, he's in a tenement. Yeah. You know, so I'm going back and listening to that, John has said, she'll get, get an idea of whether you want to bring a bike and set it out in the street. Yes. You know? Especially, so, especially in this day and age, do you know what I mean? Mine's wasn't even, so, there, I right. will not go there. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> None, I'm not sorry about that, the bedroom thing right. very much. He may or may not get himself a wee kind of thing. I, I mean, I'd suggest to them, uh, I should send them to the Royal Enfield site. You know, oh. like, John, you don't need the big bike, a wee 400, a wee... We scram for one more. Of course, he then sees the Continental and goes, I quite like that. Aye, that is nice though. Of course you do. Because you, I like the big shiny silver tank. Of course you do. Of course you do, John. So anyway, so I don't know if that was, I don't know if it was a passing phase or if he's serious about it. Um, and I've also tried to persuade him to um, sign up for the test ride that we've signed up for. I thought you were going to say, and I've also persuaded him, if he gets one, to get me on insurance. Mm. Well, no, I'll, I'll get me on insurance anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll organise his insurance. My name <laughs> slips in as an additional rider, I can tell you. <laughs> so good. So, 
Um, but we, I have, and you have as well. This is a yes. kind of double check-in. Yes. We have checked in and signed up for a, a test ride of the Live Wire One. Yeah, um, which is doing a tour of all the. I presume it's all Harley Davidson dealerships doing a tour of. Um, <laughs> well, they're not going to. They're not going to tour the Kawasaki or the Suzuki dealerships. No, no. no, but I'm saying, I presume. I presume Livewire One will only be going into Harley Davidson dealership, so they won't be like a, a separate dealership because they've only got one bike at the minute. So, so. it's obviously it's a, almost like a sub brand of Harley Davidson. Harley, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This is obviously the tour, the their experience tour. Yeah. You mean so they, they did it with the Sports Direct, remember? They did, and they did it with the Pan. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which that was one of the ones you dropped. Um, I say one of the ones you dropped. Yep. You only dropped the one, and it was that one. I dropped the one. It was that um, one. Yeah. Yeah, but what happens is, is if you want a live wire, either a live wire one or the new Del Mar, mm-hmm. you go online and you fill the form in online, and then you, and then you can go and do the test drive at your local Harley dealership, and then if you're happy with it, you go back online and you purchase it. It's all yep. online, part of the test drive. They can right. sell you it in store. Apparently, that's what I've right. been told. Okay. Everything's done online. So the only thing you need to get into the dealership for is a test drive, which is kind of cool. Try to persuade Joint to sign up for that as well. So didn't say there was any. You didn't say you had to hold your license for over a year or anything on the terms and conditions. So no, I don't think so. So I don't know if you signed, signed up for it or not, but ideally, but you and I have signed up for it. You and I have signed up for it. You and I are on the same time. Um, right, same time, and we cut wee cameras on, I think. And, yes. Uh, and uh, and then a wee a wee feedback the next podcast oh, on it. I think maybe. God, it's going to be rapid. Mm, I know it's I such know. A, it's such a quick beastie. Mm-hmm. I know it's I know it's not as fast as the original live wire, but no, it'll still be pretty damn quick now. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pretty damn quick. But it's like it's about a hundred or hundred plus brake horsepower for a hundred ninety kilogram bike. You know aye, what I mean? but it's just linear. Like, aye, but it's just linear power. It's just like go. I think I'm, I've got more in most into it is, is, is riding a bike without a clutch. That'd be weird. Or, or will I just feel like being on a scooter? No, not so much that. That's not the thingy. It's the, the roll-off when you get the regen because it does kind of, whoa, it slows down quite. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. you get used to that. So it's obviously you pull out, you go, you roll on and roll off a bit to get the feel for it. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Um, but it depends what they've got to set up. And they may have it set up so that there's not as much regen, but... I would have known when I thought so. Do you know what I mean? Right. The interesting thing is if they've still got the ride modes on it, because if you stick it in sport, it's fucking stupid. Right. It's absolutely so, mental biscuit. Looking forward to that anyway. That'll no, be, be good. fun. That will be that'll good. Be nice. Yes, nice, nice indeed. Yes, what about you? Try. Checking for you? I think you've got a wee bit of a check-in, haven't you? Uh, just, just, just a, a couple bit. of seconds. Yes, yes. Uh, um, everybody that follows the socials will probably see you already, but the beast is back. I yeah, finally, lots, of, I've, lots of likes and thumbs up in the socials. Thank yes, you, folks. Finally got the pan gotcha. back with its new engine in it. Um, it has that kind of new engine smell. I mean, I've done a few miles on it. No many, but you mean maybe 15 or something. And you can start to smell the kind of everything lubricating and, you know, that kind of new engine smell. So that's quite cool. Even though when you look at speedo, it's actually got 4,646 miles on it, which is just no a new engine. Um, but it is a new engine. So yes, there is that. Um, I do have, you have to do you have to get that rethingied after a few hundred miles or anything like that? Do you think? Or no, yeah, well, a brand I'm, new bike. I'm doing my five thousand mile service anyway, and because right. they've fully stripped the bike and all that anyway, it'll really just probably be a filter and oil thing to be checked right. at five thousand miles. Um, because obviously a five thousand mile service usually they would do a kind of tightening end to end. Um, so they would probably yeah. tighten a lot of the 
the bike, but obviously having given the fact that you have to strip the whole bike down just to get the engine out because it's a it's a stress member for the frame means that everything should be tight anyway. So did you, did you post that picture on the socials? Don't did remember. I post that picture on the socials? I, I can't I remember. Down to nothing. That was can't cool remember. I did. If not, I will post it though. Um, I think yeah. I did post it, but if not, I will post it or it'll be cool the f- or I'll add it into the photo notes for this one. So yeah, so the bike's back. Um, it's good to have my own bike back. Do you know I mean for all West Coast were great giving me the own bike and it was a standard pan. Um, it didn't have a dawn or anything like that on it, and you just realised mm-hmm. that actually it's nice to have that little bit extra welly, and for the throttle to be a little bit more responsive, um, and give you that bit more feedback, which the dawn the the dawn performance definitely does give you. So yes, so ha, padals, and I'm off next week, so I will get some mileage on it. Nice, nice one. Result. I think I I'll be taking the, the overlook out. I'm, if it's the weather's okay on Thursday, I'll, I'm going to work. I'm going to the office, so take it in. Yeah. Well, it's bike night, isn't it? On Thursday. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to make bike night again either this week. I know. I'm toying with it, but obviously I'm away to that. I've got, I'll leave on Friday for a wedding. Um, yeah, I've so. already arranged other things. And I know. Thingy, so. it's, a, it's a thingy. I might, I might swing round on the way back for work for half an hour, but see how it goes. Now, my other little checking any checking any any bit yep. is obviously at the time of recording this, right? I won't give away when it is, but it's obviously a, a week during the week or a day during the week. Um, there is a there is a competition that frequently runs, not the lottery. Um, that a couple of listeners and a couple of people within our own little biking group have won bikes on. Yes. The giveaway, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have bought some tickets for a Kawasaki H2. Mm. So, saw that. And the yeah, draw is tonight. So, if my phone goes halfway through this podcast and I've won a bike, this will be a very interesting podcast. Yes, it certainly will. Because it'll Absolutely. be a double ender. I'll be on live oh. on that end, on the phone, and obviously screaming down the mic that I've just won a 20 grand H2. Which would be nice. My only well, problem, here, my only problem want, would be... You can give me a wee rub if you want. Give me a wee rub for luck if you want. Wee rub for luck. Um, the, only th- the only thing would be is, is then you'd have a dilemma of what do you actually do? Do you keep it? Or do you go and trade it in against something else? Mm-hmm. How, how is it for leg length for Nicola? It would need to be lower a wee bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's still the same height actually. So you probably get away with putting this, the Lord seat on it, and it's the carb. Right. This one's the carbon version, so it's mm. actually just about the same light, light weight as the thousand SX nice. that she was looking at. So, mm. nice. so the phone is not on mute, just in case. Probably. and it's going to sit there in case it rings. That would be fingers, that would be an awesome me. entry to the podcast, wouldn't it? That, that Halfway would through the news, podcast, it's like, eh? whoa, hold on. We've what got a podcast, and I've just won a 20 grand bike. Nice one. <laughs> that would be so cool, wouldn't it? Absolutely. But yes, so that was my check-in. That is nice. it. Nice to get the bike Amazing. back. My own bike with the old decals and my top box. With all my stickers on it that I've no seen since I did my run the North Coast trip. And it's nice just to re-look and go, oh, I remember when I put that one. So, mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. games. Cool. Anyway, that was check-in. Um, 
we had last time out, we had the call out section, which the we actually, <laughs> which we quite enjoyed, and actually we thought we'd keep it in. Absolutely. So, um, last time we called it, obviously Andy, um, at Sterling Power Sports Yamaha and Limited, um, and we said we we're going to go and visit him, and obviously, you know, it's been quite difficult, but I did get a chance to nip it myself. And get a wee visit with Andy. Ian, you've not been out yet, but you no, no, yeah, at some and, point. which is criminal because it's literally two minutes up the road for me. So I went to visit Andy for a wee chat and a walkabout, and oh my god, it is absolutely huge. This place, um, it's loads of bikes, and he's got loads of demos and stuff in there. Saw the new Tracer Nine GT Plus while I was there. And it actually looks really nice. It's a nice looking bike. Mm. Um, also, um, Andy had in the Tenerife Seven World Rally. Um, he hadn't finished kind of assembling it yet. It was kind of there, um, but it was again. It's an absolutely beautiful looking thing. Um, for the money, and it would go anywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's really not nice. But yeah, they do a whole load of other stuff. They've got Yamaha, loads of other Yamaha toys. And when I say Yamaha toys, I mean everything. Jet skis, quad bikes, you name it. Outboard Saxophones, motors. Saxophones, flutes, well, guitars. No. <laughs> Anything powered, you know what I mean? A proper boys, toys, you know what I mean? Um, I can't even think of what they would call it. I mean, the ultimate toy place anyway. Um, but yeah, and they've got really nice clothing, but upstairs where you can go up and get, grab a coffee as well, which is quite cool. So yeah, Andy took some time, took me around, showed me the place. Absolutely, it's, you know what I mean? It's something else. So really, really, really worth popping over and having a chat with Andy and having a nosy about and just seeing he's got plenty of demos on there and it's kind of, he's obviously nice. not desperate to get people in, but obviously they're starting to build up the fact that they're doing bikes and all that now because they've done the, the kind of quads and the jet skis and all that for they've for, been for, they've been for ages with the jet skis. Oh, totally. Bikes, so, yeah. And obviously adding the bikes in new makes them a Yamaha super centre. And that's not him making that up. That's actually for Yamaha. That's official. They are a super center. Super center! Which means then, if you're ordering a brand new bike, he can pretty much get first dibs if there's only a select few coming into the country because he's a super oh, center. Cool. He gets bumped up the last bit, so it's quite worth noting. And he's also got a really cool, big, massive touch screen thing where you can go in and drag bits on and build your own bike on it. No, that's really, really cool. Really geeky. Nice. But yeah, so it. I will be popping up soon. I hope. Andy, if you're Excellent. listening, good to meet you, mate. And we will arrange a little pop out and a wee go and some demos and get you um, on the show. And get good you, chat. Get you on the show for a blather. All right, day. Amazing, next. brilliant. Next caller we've got is Kirkcaldy Kawasaki. Kirkcaldy. Kirkcaldy. Kirkcaldy Kawasaki. Um, Darren and Nicola popped out for a wee look around. Uh, nice bunch of guys, and they're open six days a week, Monday to Saturday. Um, they're very friendly. Is it Bazaar Dan? Very oh, friendly. I, Coffee is available. Yes. Demos are available. And obviously, being over there in Kirkcaldy, it's a nice wee run up there, taking yourself across the country there if you're coming to the West Coast. Even if, you, even if you just go up on the motorway, that part, once you come off about oh, E90, as if you head to the airport, that wee bit there up in Kirkcaldy, you're over the, the bridge with the, what's that new bridge, the Queen's Ferry Bridge? Something else. Yeah, I just got across here to five. Well, and you were up there for what reason, Dan? That club was. You touched on it in your in your in your in your check in. Yes. When we talked about the H two. Yes. I'm not talking in a wee five accent. Okay, I'm not going to sing all the way again. 
Uh, Nicola is Nicola was toying with the idea of going back to Akawazaki mm-hmm. when the time is right, um, and she was way up to look and see because she had the Ninja Six Fifty before, um, and she did like the Z Nine Hundred, not the one we like, right? Which mm-hmm. I know, which in case you haven't noticed, have you or don't follow, the Mizzard and Flyer had sold his Panagali. Right, which was a yeah, really nice that. bike. I saw that. And did you see it what he bought? Very, it looked very sad in his thumbnail. I did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But did you see what he bought in place it? The Z900 RS in Aye. black and yes. yellow. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. clicked it on, he unveiled it, I switched it back off again. But aye, aye, really nice up there. So yeah, Nicola had sat in a few different bikes. She sat in the new 400 um, R, R, Z. 400R thing, which is something else, it's like, it just looks like a rocket um, and then she saw the Z1000SX and went, oh that's quite nice and mm, I went cool. <laughs> and it was in a really nice matte red colour, beautiful that really is a nice. lovely colour, I was looking at it online that's a beautiful colour Aye. It, and honestly, online online doesn't do it justice it really is nice in the flesh nice. but you never know when the time is right Absolutely. I'll leave that there. Listen to, listen to this space, folks. Listen to this space. <laughs> uh, last up on Call It, we're going to give you a special Call It. So after, obviously, episode 36th, 36th, um, we, obviously, we obviously spoke about all things bike sexy. Sexy and bikes. Sexy bikes. And a friend of the show, Danny, who was on the trip that I did with Teapot um, in Scotland, Danny messaged us to kind of call us out. And that's the only way I can describe it. He called us out. When what we spoke it? about all things sexy, um, we actually never touched on sound. So we never talked mm. about exhaust notes or the difference between a triple and an inline four. And we completely missed that out, um, which is bad darts on our part, I suppose. You know what I mean? So yep. Danny and everybody else, we apologise for that. We only and went two dimensional. We didn't go full three dimensional. No, we? no, we were we were solely focused on the on the aesthetic of the bike, um, and didn't care whether it grunted or squealed. So, do you know what I mean? But yes, well spotted, Daniel. Well spotted. Thank and, you, sir. Uh, we will um, we will make it we'll, up. We will to endeavour you. to do, we'll try to do better next time, Miss. Yes. Um, honestly, we did do our homework, but the dog chewed it up and ate it. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We didn't study long enough for the test. We do apologise. No, no. We, you mean we we do have full time jobs. Do you know I mean which just kind of makes this a bit of a pain in the butt sometimes. But they, no, yes. I'm only kidding. It doesn't really. Um. So that was a call out section. Now the other thing that I am going to add in at this point is we have a new button this week. We got a new button. Yeah, and it's all about engines. Button. It's all about ordering bits for your engine. Now, obviously, last time round we had. Oh yeah. Because we were talking about all things sexy. And given the fact that we're talking this week about, obviously, me getting the beast back and the warranty side of stuff and the big question, we've got a new button. Let's get nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. Nuts and, and bolts and, and bolts. chain links and gears and but you know nuts initially. Aye, pretty much. Every good bike starts with a nut. That's what I say. You know? Aye, usually strapped it, pulling the throttle, Aye, pull the throttle exactly. So yes, so Everybody. that so that's a button of the week. 
will be getting thrown in randomly for no good reason, as in when we feel like it. Well, I say we feel like it when I feel like it because I've got control yes. of the buttons. Because I'm, I'm only in virtual control of the button. I can only give you a wee knowing nod across the Zoom camera. And if that knowing nod says press the button, you press it. And if that knowing nod says Ian, you need to go for a shite. <laughs> then then you'll no press the button. Which so, is it. There Aye. we go. And if Ian doesn't go for a shite, that's a whole different button. <laughs> yeah. It's not as nuts he's getting. So, there we go. <laughs> Danger zone. It's that button. It's that button. <laughs> if he's touching cloth, it's the... Danger zone. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. It's... Okay, let's move on. And... It's time for the news. Welcome to the Average Bikers in the Cave news at 7-ish. 7-ish? 8-13. Today on the news, we are talking about the new Triumph 400s. Yes, Triumph have launched two new smaller capacity retro machines. Say hello to the Speed 400 and the Scrambler 400X. Both are powered by a new liquid-cooled 398cc single and built in collaboration with Indian manufacturing giants Baja Auto. Is that right? Baja, Baja, Baja Auto. Bajaj. Baja Auto, right? Bajaj. As a, as a Bajaj. A Bajaj. Bajazos. Bajazos. Like a shiny one. It's made by Bajazo Auto. Uh, Baja Auto. Um, both singles will produce about 39.5 brake horsepower and 27.7 pound foot of torque. They have been designed at Hinkley and built at their Indian and Thai plants as well as Baha's Indian plant as well. So um, designed at Hinkley, um, but, but built offshore. Yeah. Aye. Um, and we talked we talk a bit about that with with the, the, the biker dog, remember? We're talking about the testing and how, right. how if it's designed in Britain, it's really a British bike. So we're going to still call this a full British bike. Aye. It's been designed and tested all in English. So where it's getting built and where it's been designed are two different things. So definitely a British, another um, cracking bit of work from Triumph, I think. The new single engine is brand new for Triumph, but it's built with the company's quality and character in mind. So Triumph say it has a very distinct single engine note and the motor has a finger follower valve train. I think um, that's that's not a euphemism, uh, mm. which gives you an engine mass reduction. So for those who don't know what a finger follower is, and I'm one of them, <laughs> I'm going to try and explain. Right, uh, on a traditional piston, there's a big metal block, a bucket at the top, and every revolution causes the cam to push the bucket down and the piston down. With the finger follower, the bucket is removed. And a small rocker is inserted. So a small rocker is that like um, the drummer from Metallica? A small you know, rocker. He's a small rocker, isn't he? <laughs> so, I mean, Lars. Is it Lars? Is it Lars Ulrich or something? Isn't it? Is it? Anyway, so is it, he's a small rocker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so uh, a small rocker is um, replaced there, right? So the cam now extends the rocker arm, and this pushes the piston. There we go. So there's no bucket. They've chucked the, the bucket in the bucket bucket, um, and they've replaced it with a Lars, right? So so they, there we go. They've gone to a bucket to a Lars. Yeah. Aye. It's essentially like pushing your whole fist down, you know what I mean? Or having having a finger and actually pushing on the finger and it pushes the rest of your arm down, which I get on podcasts it's going to sound ridiculous, but obviously, you know what I mean? Not that we've edited the video in a while, but if we no, put the video up, you'll see what we mean. Yeah, absolutely. The engine has a DLC, 
diamond-like carbon coating to reduce friction. And to back up that quality, you get a two-year unlimited mileage warranty, assuming you look after the little six-speed engine, which also has a 10,000-mile service interval. Both the Speed and Scrambler were created and designed in Hinkley, with production carried out in Bahrain India, as well as Triumph's own Indian type plants, which we said earlier on. But it's quite good to point out that it's definitely all designed back here in good old Blighty. Oh. Now, let's look at the individual things on each bike. The Speed is the road-oriented bike, and the Scrambler being a little more designed for some trail work. Speed comes in at 170 kilograms wet, so nice and light. Features a seat height of 790 millimetres, which is just about okay for me. I'm pretty much I'm okay with that. It has a pair of 17-inch rims dressed in quality Metzler Sportec M9RR rubber with suspension coming courtesy of a set of 43mm big piston upside-down front forks with 140mm of travel and a single shock with remote preload adjustment. The stopping power comes courtesy of a four-piston radial caliper up front gripping onto a 300mm disc and there's a 230mm disc at the back with ABS at both ends to satisfy Euro 5 homologation rules. That's a good word, isn't it? Homologation. homologation. It's homologation an amazing. It's a word, though, as a Scottish person, you could probably trip over very easily. I'm, I, I'm surprised I got it the first time. That's Aye. what she said. Now, <laughs> oh, that was good. Thank you. Now, like any modern bike, you expect a host of electronic gizmos here. But what do you get with a budget Triumph? Well, you get a ride-by-wire throttle supplied by Bosch plus switchable traction control to provide an additional safety blanket. Producing a fraction under 40 brake horsepower, though, it could be argued that it's unlikely to ever actually be called upon. That's true. Full, yeah, full LED lighting, an LCD dash complete with an analogue speedometer reading to an, ambit an ambitious 110 miles per hour, going downhill with the wind behind you. This unit also displays the fuel gauge, gear indicator and more with a scroll bar located in the handlebars and a USB-C socket on board for charging your mobile devices such as a phone or sat-nav system. The Speed 400 will be available in a choice of Carnival Red <laughs> yeah, um, or Caspian Blue and Phantom Black. Phantom Black. The Carnival Red's, the Carnival Red's quite nice. The picture we've got, I'm looking at, is Carnival Red, and it's got a nice, it's got a nice, the Triumph logo's kind of set against that, we kind of plectrum shape with the wee, you know, the Triumph logo's shaped a bit like a plectrum, it's got the, a bit of the Union Jack at the bottom, Aye. and that kind of covers over quite a big bit of the tank, and it's kind of, kind of, it's kind of oversized on the tank, so it's a, it's a nice graphic on it. Aye, um, I think it's quite in taking, in keeping with the style of bike and the price range of the bike, you know, it's kind of fun and cool and... And a bit more kind of, cool. um, yeah, a bit, a bit more kind of, kind of hip. Groovy. You know, it's, it's, it's what the young kids say, hip. Don't they? They say hip. You know, whereas I say hip replacement. You know, it's like one why, of these things. You know? Why is it when you do that, right? Huh? <laughs> all I heard in the back of my head, right, which, again, all of our listeners won't get, only those that are probably Scottish and maybe north of England that have watched right. Still Game. All uh -huh. I can hear is Jack going, do you like the PlayStation? I like the PlayStation. Station? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking about hip, the Scrambler 400X leans more to the design of its bigger brothers, so it looks more hip replacement. Right? It's a bit older looking, a bit more kind of mature looking. Um, now, the Scrambler 400 leans more to the design of its bigger brothers with an obvious larger seating position. You're trying not to last. You're kicking on the way there. With an obvious larger seating position of 835 millimetres. That's a wee slidey bump for me. That's a, that's a cheek off the edge of the seat for Aye, me, that, that one. That's, that's a... Yeah. And this will be obviously due to a larger ground clearance. Yep. 
With the weight, the Scanlock was a tad heavier, 179 kilos weight, a tad more than the street. And then these extra few kgs come from the longer suspension. Next all 10 mils in the front, 20 mils in the rear. With a 19-inch front and 17-inch back wheel, you get that off-road control. The wheels come with Metzler Caro Street tyres, which is a happy balance of on and off-road. To help with that control, the bike comes with a wider set of bars. The front brakes are also different, becoming a 320mm disc. The ABS can also be fully deactivated, as can the traction control, again giving some more fun on those stuff. The pegs are also different on the Scrambler for obvious reasons. Kismo-wise, everything you get in the street is on the Scrambler. Um, I've been on a Scrambler. I had a shot of Scrambler from my Triumph Street Cup when I once. 900, a 900 or 1200. 900. Aye. And again, just I could just get the, the legs over it, so I'd probably be okay in that. It was probably not too bad. No. Tippy toes, but be all right. Um, <clears throat> uh, there's no prices as of yet, but you would imagine that Triumph will be targeting the Royal Enfield market. We try to grab their share of the Continental Interceptor and Scram sales. So, and, and in 2022, Royal Enfield sold nearly 4,000 bikes just in the UK in this market. Never mind the rest of the world. UK availability looks like December 2023. Once we know more, we will let you know. And uh, I, and we do hopefully have a have a wee special um, card we can play with Triumph. Yay. Um, when, when they come in, we'll play the Guns N' Roses card with Ed. See what we can do. I'll be like, Ed, how you doing? How is, how is my I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not hinting at anything, Ed, but how's my sweet child of mine doing? Do you know what I mean? Oh <laughs> subtle know? as a brick. Subtle as a brick, you know. That anyway, was the scrambler the scrambler X in that kind of greeny colour. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of British right. racing battleship greeny colour. With a dark brown seat. With a dark brown seat. It's very reminiscent of you mean kind of uh, something James Bond would drive, jumping, chasing some bad guy down? Do you know what I mean? Aye, that is. It's nice. I was it's quite smart. surprised though that it looks like cast wheels, given it's off road. Do you know what I mean? But I suppose yeah. it's probably a cost thing, um, mm-hmm. because I'd imagine that the spoke wheels are probably that wee bit more expensive, so right. that might put your price up, or maybe yeah. you can get them as an option. Don't possibly, know, I, possibly, I mean, like, until it's on the on the. On the, on the website and you can do the configure button because you can spend hours playing oh, I totally. playing bikes or if um, um, you know if they get the price right or not I think that's going to be a huge hit. Do you mm. know I mean I think Royal Enfield? You know I mean if I was Royal Enfield right now I'd be going shit. shit. I know what that's have they hat. done? Yeah, and and ideally it'll get younger younger guys onto the bikes again. You know, well that's you primary two the- territory, isn't it? Aye, you know, so uh, so there we go. So that's the Triumph news, quite a wee bit of info on the 400s there, but lovely wee bikes, yeah. No, I'm excited to see them and take one out for a wee run. Mm. Definitely. Aye, you take, you take one, I'll take the other. We'll be quids on. Well, leg, legs-wise, you can take a sampler. Aye, totally. Cool. Uh, next up, BMW's electric CBT machine. Um, BMW... Oh, have, something else this thing, isn't it? BMW... Aye, uh, well. <laughs> BMW have unveiled the new <laughs> CE02 naked electric bike. And it can be ridden on a CBT from the age of 16. Uh, purposely designed with the six streets in mind, this air-cooled lithium-ion battery-powered machine looks very cool. Um but does it look cool to you if you are 16 or 17? That's the only thing I can't decide. We're saying, yeah. oh, it looks cool, but then what we think is No, no, cool, no, 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 let me just say this. You're saying it looks cool. I'm saying it looks cool. I do think it looks quite funky. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah, I know that's what you're saying. 
and and you can stand by that. Carry on. <laughs> but you disagree. <laughs> um, it, to me personally, it looks like it's no finished. <laughs> It's like what was that movie with it's the like, robot? Like, uh, we, we've made this bike, and, but we've got lots of bits missed. <laughs> we them. had this great bike, and leave we them took off. it. Leave we, them off. Aye, you know? we put it back together again, and we kind of found where these parts go, so yeah. we just run them out. And, and some it's a bit longer than it should, and it's aye. Sorry, I think yeah. it looks quite funky. It, it, do you know what? Unusual. It's a statement piece. It's, it's a, a statement, statement piece. piece. <laughs> aye. Well, we'll come on to that in a minute. And um, it's rapid, isn't it? Tell us about this performance. Well, the battery can produce either 1.96 kilowatts or 3.92 kilowatts. And the difference is about five. It's the difference between having a bike that's five brake horsepower with a top speed of 28, hence the 16-year-old's power. Or if you go for the bigger one, that does about 14.8 brake horsepower, which is almost on the limit of what you can do for a CBT, Mm -hmm. um, which is 15 brake horsepower. And that'll put you up to a speed of about 59 miles per hour now. When plugged into a wall socket um, with its 0.9 kilowatt charger, the bike will take 5 hours and 12 minutes to charge from nothing to full, which is 5 hours, but again, you're plugging into a wall charger. Do you mean? Aye, so just, if you, just if you, your plug, plug in a wall. Aye, in retrospect, that's actually not that bad, do you know what I mean? but it is obviously a smaller unit. The live wire is 11 hours to charge. Aye, there you go. Plug it into a wall socket, there you go. The bike is 132 kilograms and produces 40.6 pounds foot of torque. Now, to promote that confidence, the bike has a 750 mil seat height. So that would allow even the shortest of riders to get their feet flat on the ground and give them that confidence. Why is it I feel that that phrase was aimed at me? It wasn't aimed at you. It was aimed at all the little vertically challenged people. Don't don't aim these things, the comments line of me, Graham, because I'll tell you now, Press that button. I'll tell you now, Dan. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Here we go. Sorry. Now, it is a BMW, right? So you know it's going to be pretty well made, right? Mm-hmm. With no expense spared, right? It comes with 87mm upside down forks with a monoshock at the rear, cast aluminium, single sided swing arm, holding on a pair of 14 inch wheels. Yes, 14 inch wheels. It's like a little grom. Um, ABS is on the front and Recuperation Stability Control, RCS, which just stops the back wheel from locking up during the regeneration when you decelerate quite sharply or quite harshly. Um, nice wee safety feature, especially if you're new to electric bikes rolling on, yep. rolling off and all that stuff. Wait to um, hear, hear how I got on my live wire, that'll be fun. Aye, aye, aye. Dropped it. Um, with a three and a half inch TFT dash, the display has loads of information if you choose, um, or you can even connect up your phone. You have rider modes, two of which are standard um, on the standard version, which is flow and surf. Flow is that kind of low speed urban area where softer throttle and battery regen enabled. Surf mode has no battery regen, but gives you better throttle response. So that if you're out on the kind of faster roads. Now, if you buy the premium Highline version, you also get a flash riding mode. Which, at Ooh. that point, I was like, oh, hello. A flash mode. Hmm. Um, and we can only assume that that's like the sports mode way, like sportier dynamics. You mean, almost like a Dynamic Pro. You mean, on right. the other BMWs. 
LED lights all round, USB-C port, there is an optional alarm if you want, there's also an, a, a reverse gear, if you want an optional reverse gear, in case the bike struggle to move, it's seven. It's 132 kilos and it's 750 mil seat you shouldn't need the reverse gear, but you never know. If, you don't know you what you don't know what the resistance and that will be like with the with the regen and all that. Maybe no, that's true. Maybe a wee bit more that kind of stuff. Um, BMW, there will be a massive accessories list, so you can absolutely go nuts. Now, here comes the kicker. While it may look cool in my eyes or funky in my eyes, yeah, would it look cool with those Gen Z? You mean new riders who want to save the planet? You mean, um. If they want one, they better start saving the minute they leave the womb. The starting price for this thing is 7,450 quid, which is seriously unrealistic for a 16-year-old, if we're being I brutally know, honest. You know, and, and even like an 18-year-old, even with a job and everything, you, you know... That's a lot of money. There's a lot of money. Aye. Aye. Yeah. And there lies the issue. This price would probably even put Greta Thunberg off. Do you know what I mean? Well, especially now that she's paying that fine to the Swedish police for not doing what she was told. Well, mm. now you can get green for a lot less. I mean, there's a lot of other machines out there for a lot less yeah. money. That if you're 16 and only want to do 30 miles an hour, no bother. You know what I mean? Two, two and a bit grand will get you a Sterling Eco bike, which will do the same job. And actually, it looks, yeah. and it looks cooler. It does do look I mean? cooler. I would say they look cool. Aye. That looks um, unfinished. I, I know, I know why you think it looks cool. I, I know why you think it looks cool, apart from the fact that you've not got any taste. I know, other than that, right? <laughs> I know why. Yeah. Uh, you know, because because there's a, a, a nice enough looking lassie oh. sitting on it, and there's a skateboard in the background. That's why it looks cool because that's what they're trying to do to make the bike look sexy. That's a market a cool, funky market, and they've put a, they've put a, a nice looking girl sitting on it, right? Okay, albeit not a sexualized nice looking girl, she's got proper riding gear on and a helmet and her hair's all done up and everything. But it's still it, it, it's it's showing your lifestyle. And they look like riding boots as well. That, uh, they look like riding boots and take that bike though and stick it in front of your house and folk will just walk by you and laugh. Oh, me anyway, on, carry on. Me carry on the back on. of that is like a gorilla riding a greyhound. Do you know what I mean? Right, it's just, it would look, I would look stupid like, on that bike. Like Simon for Triumph trying to ride his monkey bike. Aye, you I mean it's just aye, yeah. aye, just no. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But again, it's it's quite a, the idea is nice BMW, but seriously unrealistic at that price. Right. You know what I mean? That's just somebody's buying one of them carbon offset the fact that they've just bought a Porsche five hundred brake horsepower rocket thing. Yeah. Although it is electric, so you will get your tax rebate on it if you buy it. So Aye, well, that's that's true. That'll bring a price down massively. Not. Mm-hmm. Anyway, carrying on. What, Next on, we're back, to, we're back to Triumph. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, Triumph, is it? Actually, a beautiful, beautiful looking bike. And actually, they've got one in West Coast. They've got one of them in. It's mm. popped up in a live feed the other day. It's the Triumph Tiger 900 Aragon Edition. So we're sure we've talked about this before, right? But in 2022, Ivan Karvantev won the Baja Aragon, which is one of the most demanding races on a motorbike. Ivan rode a 900 Rally Pro on the epic 280-mile race. And not only beat the competition, but destroyed them. He finished the race one hour and six minutes ahead of his nearest rival. And to celebrate their success, Triumph opted to build some special edition Tiger 900s. Well, they're here and they're available for order. The Triumph Tiger 900 Aragon Edition, available for one year only, which seems to be a theme with, with, 
Trying mm. to seem to their kind of addition thing. They'll, they'll make as many as you want, but it's one well, only for a year, isn't it? So Aye. rather than like, numbered editions, but um, uh, but for one year only, there'll be a Rally Aragon and a GT Aragon. Both have unique colours and slightly modified specs. Now, both will be the usual stock AHCC inline triple liquid cooled engine that produces about 90 brake horsepower. The GT has fully adjustable 45mm inverted Mazzocchi forks and electronically adjustable rear. And the rally will have shore forks to give us a bit more off-road performance. Both will have engine guards as standard and the rally will have tank guards also. Both bikes are matte phantom black and crystal white, but the GT gets heavy panels coloured in Diablo red and the rally gets the same panels donned in graphite and racing yellow, which looks amazing. If that wasn't enough, there are also a collection of over 65 dedicated accessory options available allowing even more customisation. Both bikes are available to now, and they are they start at thirteen six nine five for the GT and thirteen nine nine five for the Rally version. I'm really keen to see both of these in the flesh, as the nine hundred is a cracking, cracking bike. And I, I don't really know, much more to say about that. They just look amazing. The only, the only tiny wee thing that disappoints me, right, is mm-hmm. see on the Rally, you can get it in that racing yellow color. Which yeah. actually is a racing yellow. It, it, it's no, it's no racing yellow. Triumph racing yellow, which is actually green, right? It's actually uh-huh. yellow. There's not enough yellow on it. It's Just fine when it. you look at it for the front. You can see quite a bit of yellow, but when you see it for the side, it's more grey. Whereas Aye. the red one has got loads of red on the side of it. That's true. That is true. That's yeah. my only gripe. Still, I, I, and it's a decent gripe. I, I agree with you, but um, if but I, it's, they still look. They if, still look smashing. If I was in a market for a bike right now. That's probably one of the ones I would you shortlist one of those. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, it's a the nine hundred is a great bike, an absolute great bike, and the little extras and engine guards and all that kind of stuff, the little extra things you're getting added yeah. it, as well as the customization, like the customized colours. It's just a stonking looking thing. It's a yes. really really nice bike. I will probably pop. Well, actually, I can't. I was going to say I'll pop in this weekend, but I can't. My way. I'll pop in mm-hmm. next week when I'm off. Aye, and, um, I might try and pop in this weekend for a wee look. Aye, and get a wee look. Oh. Oh. Right. I was just, I got a text message for the giveaway guys there. I was like, oh, oh, oh. But that's them just saying they're live. So they're live right now. Yeah. So if we get a phone call in the next, mm-hmm, then it might yeah. be mm-hmm. have one on each yeah. two, which will just be hysterically funny. Anyway. Yes, I'll pop in when I'm off and I'll look at that. They've got the Aragon, it's the GT one they've got on the red one in, in West Coast. It's nice. Uh, moving on. Oh, if we only had the money. Um, yeah. Despite our successful show and countless attempts at the Euro Millions, we still find ourselves in full-time work and having to pay bills. That's just a fact of life. Now, yeah. this isn't us begging for money. We're not going to start a patron or any of that kind of stuff, so don't panic. Don't, don't right? panic, no, absolutely not. But... It's too much effort for that. It's, it's, I mean? it's just it's a hassle. Do you know what I mean? Um, but if we did win the lottery, where would we go for something a wee bit special to ride? Well, near Bologna in Italy, at, Duc- at Ducati's Borgo Panagali factory, there is a room where you can go and build your own Ducati. Now, you don't... I know you're getting excited... Now, you don't need to get your hands... Don't let, don't let my son read this. You don't need to get your hands dirty, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
we mean you go there and you sit down and you design your own custom Ducati and then they'll produce it in the factory next door. Ducati's Unica programme was, up until a couple of years ago, a bit of a secret and was really circulated between the people with money as a kind of word of mouth thing. You know what I mean? Like fight clubs here, by the way, right? Um, However, the first thing you do, the the first thing, the first rule of Ducati's Unica programme is don't talk about about Ducati's Unica programme. Today, though, this is open to anyone. Again, technically speaking, open to anyone, open to anyone that can afford it, right? Which we'll come on to in a minute. And actually, isn't he as, you mean, as precious on the pocket as what you might think? So, what happens and what can you do if you become a Unica client? So, you don't go by the bike, you become a Unica client. Oh, sold, take my money. So, first you start... Um, to define your project or theme of the bike, and you usually do this via call or video call, okay? Then you go and could visit... You, could you make me a Ducati top run? Thanks very much. Oh, I totally. Um, then you go and visit the Centro Stele, which is Ducati's design centre, and you go over the preliminary sketches and ideas, and this is where you start your refinement. So then you start to look at colours, fabrics, matching clothing... Matching helmets, the full nine yards here. That, that, this is just everything that John is so excited about. <laughs> Holy I'm, just, I'm just going, I cannot tell him about this. You uh-huh. cannot know about this. Oh, you, uh-huh. you cannot tell my son about this. Right, okay. I'm tagging him on it. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is something that Lamborghini and Porsche have done for customers for a, a while now, okay? And this is before they were purchased by the Audi group, okay? So it kind of makes sense that now it all sits under the same group. They're going to start introducing it to, obviously, bikes and stuff as well, okay? So, you start your refinement, and there's three levels of personalisation, right? Level one, paint job. So, you can use a bespoke colour scheme, soft materials and accessories from the official catalogue, right? So, it's a bit of customisation. Level two is the same as level one, right? But you get some special parts, Right, so carbon fibre stuff, fender, all that stuff. You can make a custom seat shape, so you can change the shape of your seat, uh, your sh- the shape of your seat, and etc. And then, so really, anything that doesn't take too much fabrication is kind of level two. Now, this is the exciting bit. Then there's level three, which isn't active at this point in time, but it's soon to be coming. Right, level three allows you for larger fabrication and mechanical alterations. Right, the example that the Ducati Centre director Andrea Ferrar is that Ferrari say gives Ferrari 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 If you want to have a monster with a single sided swing arm, for example, then one day you'll be able to do that, right? Because you just go in and go, I want that monster, but I don't want that. I want a single sided swing arm on it. Cha-ching! To create that again, one off motorcycle directly in the factory next door okay as a unica client you usually pay three visits to the factory first time is around stage two where you go in define and refine stage as they call it and you then have a chat about you mean what we just talked about before second time you go in is you go in to look at the mock-up of the bike right and then the third time you're going to get it is when they actually hand over the bike all right you also got a time-lapsed video of the build of the bike 
right, as part of your presentation pack, which also contains a number of things, a number of things, including a plaque with the, the bike's nickname on it. You give your bike the nickname, oh. and obviously it comes with the same plaque and all this kind of stuff, right? Eventually, Ducati want every large showroom to have a Unica area so that this type of customization is more accessible to the masses and not just the elite. So, uh, but let me guess, so say they put it into Ducati in Hillington, mm-hmm. who's going to come and go, all right, big man, big, big Raymond there, all right, Raymond, big man, ain't chancing a day as a buck fast one, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Glaswegian, Glaswegian uh, Quagmire? But that's where that's where the money comes in. So yeah. Unica still want to keep it fairly exclusive. So they're gonna try it. So they're saying maybe like produce fifty a year. Which is like one a week, which is still quite you I mean it's still quite a, an effort. Currently Unica have built a number of bikes for a number of people. Again, some big names, Michael Schumacher, Brad Pitt. That's the kind of level we're talking to here, right? right? When you go through this process, you're usually doubling the retail price of a standard bike, right? So a street fighter through this process would probably cost you about sixty thousand euros, whereas the standard stock bike you would buy is about thirty thousand euros. So you're probably doubling the price of the bike. So it's not overly expensive. But it is obviously a bit expensive. And in, in, in relation to what you're getting, right? So if you think if you're totally. going you're going to you go into um now I'll try and you go to Ted Baker, right? Mm-hmm. And you buy and you buy a shirt from Ted Baker. It's a high quality shirt in terms of fashion and high street. It's a high quality high street shirt. Yep. So the Ted Bakers say the the triumph of the world, yeah. Yeah. But then you go to Dolce Gabbana to buy a, a shirt. That Dolce Gabbana shirt is going to be three, four, five times the Ted Baker shirt. Aye. So to double, so to double the price for your bespoke designer bikes, actually. And in relation to other designery type things, aye, that 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 was the same approach. I looked, I looked at it as like, right, you can go into Slaters and buy a suit that's not made to measure, but it's like, well, there's your height, there's your weight, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Try that on, try that on, try that on. That's the one that fits you. Or you can go to Savile Row and actually buy a suit that's made to you, so that it only fits you. And that's kind of what this is. Do you know what I mean? Um, again. If you're going through that process, money's clearly no worry. Do you know what I mean? So if you want mm-hmm. to spec that bike up and add loads of bits and bobs, aye, you're, not, you're, you're not, not going to be thinking about the yourself money. And you're, you're, aye, exactly. You're you're not going in there and going, hmm, I wonder if my f- I want do you do finance? You know what I mean? That's not a thing, right? No. Um. Now we will try and remember and pick up on a couple of images that obviously Unica clients finished bikes look like. That didn't make sense when I said that there. But essentially, we've got a couple of images, right, of Unica clients' bikes, is essentially what I tried to say there. Um, And maybe one day we'll be rich enough that we can actually go through this process ourselves, right? But there's a couple of images, which you'll not see on here, but essentially, you know I mean, they're both, one's a Panigale V4 and the other one's a Street Fighter V4. And, you know I mean, they're just, they're just, there's no words Aye. to describe them. You know what I mean? If you get a chance, have a look. Go online and have a look at just look up Unica Pro the Catty Unica program and you'll see some of the bikes. And don't get me wrong, they had a scrambler on there that was bright pink. It was Aye. like Barbie. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is a bit top got a minute, but it was like a Barbie bike. Whereas you look at some of the bigger, you know what I mean, bikes and oh my god, 
it's just they're just stunning absolutely right. stunning do you know what I mean nice so there you go we'll see if we can pop up the socials cool aye and tag, nice and tag join uh, lastly in the news well done Henry and Millie if, like us, you watch the motorbike show, then you will already know that Henry Cole and Alan at Milliard have set a new speed record for two-up riding, reaching 183.5 miles per hour from a standing start and over a mile and a quarter. <laughs> set at Elvington, the two broke the old record aboard Milliard's own 800cc Viper V10 naked bike. An 800cc bike, and you think, no, and no, you no, think no, the Trans no, Rock no. is big? No. 8,000, sorry. 8,000cc 8, Viper 8, bike. 8,000. I was, I was saying 800, but in my head I was reading 8,000, and that's why I was getting excited. Because everybody was listening going, is it getting all excited 8, about an 800cc <laughs> bike? Man? An 8,000cc Viper V10 naked bike. Aye, that's why I was going, oh, right. The old Guinness World <laughs> Record stood at 181.426 miles per hour. It was set by Erin Hunter. Andy Sills back in September 2011. I'm on a homemade bike that weighs 600 kilograms with no fairing, Millie said. Having ridden the 13-year-old machine on the day, I've got that to manage and then I've got something, someone on the back. It's like having a top box in the back of your bike full of cement. He joked. It was very cautious and careful and progressively went faster and faster across the day. The pair were also able to set a new one-mile standing start speed record of 178.614 miles per hour, covering 29 miles up and down the Yorkshire runway on the day. He said, I get the nod from Alan, and he said to me, do you fancy going on the back of my bike? I want to attempt a land speed record for two up on a motorcycle, Henry Cole said. With the right laugh, but I've got to tell you, it was a struggle. The record attempt was shown in full on Monday, July 10th episode of the Motorbike Show on ITV4. If you missed it, you want to watch it again, be sure to head to ITVX online to catch up. And the, I mean, the bike, it's worth watching it just to look at what that bike looks like. Oh, Millie's, aye, aye Millie's Viper Millie's bike is just mental just biscuits. Yeah, so, yeah, there we go. Uh, so, well done to to the guys there. Fantastic. Aye. And, uh, yeah, I would, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it. It's quite, it's quite impressive. Aye, yeah. it's quite impressive. And the, the all, I mean, the amount of times they went up and down, up and down, up and down, we're never near it. Up and down, up and down, never near it. And then up and down, up and down, and they could see a bit of progress. And it was Millie, he was just rolling off. He was felt it was getting a wee bit out of shape, so he had to roll off a wee bit. And then and then right. on the last run, he went, oh, I'm going for it, and just pinned it. And it was like, Phew. and then they came back and were like, oh, lads, <laughs> you've smashed it. Nice. So, aye, but Brilliant. they look knackered. And it's not that. If you look, Alan Millie, it's just... I mean, he's tiny. He's like, he's built like a racing snake. There's absolutely mm. nothing to him at all. Do you know what I mean? But there you go. Yeah. Anyway, go. that was... That was... The news. Next up... The Big Question. The Big Question. Warranty. Warranty. Warranty, warranty, warranty. That's the... It's not even a question. It's just a statement. It's warranty. Aye, warranty. Again, with my bike and its recent engine issue, we thought it'd be a good time to actually have a discussion on warranty. All right, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have a chat about warranty. Yeah, now, I don't think this—I don't think this is the most exciting topic. However, I didn't think talking about tires was the most exciting topic, and yet actually, it got some really good listens. So, I may be surprised. All right, 
But let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's talk warranty. It, you know? So types of warranty, okay? New we, we, and... have got, we have got an 8,000 words limited warranty on this conversation, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is lit. We have to, we've got 8,000 words. And if, you, if you're not happy with the first 8,000 words, you can take it back to the dealership. But after the first 8,000 words, then that's it. It's, that's it's your snooker. Your snooker. You, you, you'll know your limitations after the end of this conversation <laughs> if you stick for more than 8,000 words. Right, carry on. <laughs> right, let's cover types of warranty, new and used. So, again, you know what I mean? Now, brand new bikes, easily enough, it's a manufacturer's warranty. Most bike manufacturers have a two or three year. There are some exceptions. Right now, I think Kawasaki's giving you a four year. Oh, I know that because we were in there a couple of weeks back or sure, last yeah. week. Sinus, little Sinus, they're giving you a seven year warranty, which is just absolutely yeah. mental. I think my car doesn't have a seven year warranty, which is just absolutely nuts. Now, Things to note a manufacturer's warranty, okay? It may be limited to the number of miles. So if you're off around the world, if that's... Three years or, or 60,000 miles or something like that. Aye. Um, if you're off around the world, just double check. Do you know what I mean? Because you might smash that in like the first 18 months if you're going around the world in three years. Uh, it may have terms such as you must have it officially serviced at an authorised dealer. Uh, there will also be a bit regarding aftermarket and some parts invalidating warranty, which again, worth noting, looking at small print. Uh, so just make sure, again, you read that small print, okay? Which we know is hard, especially when you get a new bike. It's like, ah, the first thing about it is good and make sure there's enough scrub on yeah, the tiles so you can get it going. And you walk into a dealership and you see this beautiful, shiny new bike and you just go, I just want that bike, I just want that bike. And then... You get home and you realise you're not as covered as you could have been if you'd bought the one next to it. Aye, you know exactly. Now, on top of manufacturers' warranty, okay, most will have an extension package, right? And it might be the dealer that covers that. It might be the manufacturer, okay. So for a set fee, you can pay an extra blah for a year or two years extra warranty um, on that bike. Now again, same rules apply. Check the small print. Check what the next two years extension is actually covering because it may not be like for like on the manufacturer's warranty, especially if it's been offered by a dealership. So just check on that. One of the best at the minute is with Suzuki. So if you follow the guided service intervals correctly with an authorised dealer, Suzuki GB will extend your warranty every year. Now, again, Ooh. look at the small print depending on the model. Also look at the service intervals. So, for example, the new DE adventure bikes have a fuel, a full oil change every six thousand kilometers, which could be, you mean two years plus, depending on how many miles you do. But it could be a lot less than that. So, if mm. you're doing eighteen thousand miles a year, you could have three of those in a year, which could be yes. more expensive. You mean so you need to kind of balance that, balance that out, and then make the call as to you mean. Are you willing to pay that a little bit extra because you're doing the more miles? How, to have that peace of mind that you're always going to yes. have that that warranty kickstarting every time and every year. I mean, it, it's a big selling point for new bikes. So mm. you, you, you know, so it's, there, there'll be loads of information around in it when you're when you're looking at a new bike. So you know, know. But make sure you do read it and you're not blinded by the shiny light of the new bike. Yes, exactly, Mundo. Um, so what about used bike warranty? Where well. 
we're talking specifically if it's outside the manufacturer's window. Because if you buy a year old, say, MV Augusta with three years warranty, then obviously you still get two years warranty. Yes. Manufacturer's warranty, which goes with the bike. It doesn't be retained by the previous seller, so it goes with the bike. Um, so, yeah, so let's say you buy an older bike that doesn't have the remains of a warranty. Is there anything you can do? Well, yes, yes, there is. So most used bike dealers, reputable ones that is, will give you a six-month or 12-month warranty. However, are only 30 days, which is really just to cover you taking the bike out for a bit of spin and checking if it's okay. Um, they will also let you purchase an extended warranty and not just main manufacturer dealers. And lastly, there are independent companies who will provide extended warranties. So with the standard and the dealer extended warranty, the rules and things to watch for are exactly the same as the new bike warranty. Check what's covered and any terms that need to be followed or adhered to in order to maintain the warranty. We want to have a quick look at the offers from external companies. Uh, so we, we want we did, now we didn't go into getting quotes etc because that would mean we would be forever getting banned with emails and all that kind of stuff. Right? Oh, it's bad, bad enough as it is. As it is. <laughs> it's bad enough as it is, right? However, we we have looked at a few different companies. So first up, there's a company called AutoGuard Warranties. I've looked at them before, fun enough, um, just for personal reasons. Um, they have over two levels of cover, select and premium, and both come with roadside assistance. The two main differences is it and the cover is simple. On the select option, there's a list of components covered such as gearbox including internal gearage, selector shafts, manual or auto, forks, really all internal mechanical parts, cylinders, casings, fuel system, EGR valves and catalytic converters, camshafts, timing gear, push rods, valves, internal bushes, final drive units, swing arm units, the list does go on and on and on. The one thing definitely not covered is suspension um, out with the swing arm unit. Um, there is obviously a list of other things not covered which you would need to look at. Tends to be things that, that are regular wear and tear. You know, and that's a, that's a kind of good kind of catch all, regular things that you would wait you, that you would be replacing at, at service intervals, not yes. every service interval, but at service intervals or a susceptible to, to weather. Yes, susceptible weather. Yeah. So, um, now on the premium cover, all mechanical and electrical components are covered. This means your horn, starter motor, ignition coils, fuel sensors, ABS modules, and loads of other bits are covered. Again, there are components that are not covered that are borderline wear and tear. But if your bike is newer and has more electronics, this is probably more suitable. That's true. And both can, yeah, both can, especially, I mean, most bikes now are right by wire, riding modes, all these types of things, ABS, all that kind of stuff. Have yeah. sensitive batteries. Yep. Both can be bought in 12 or 24 month flavour. And you can get a free quote online and then be bombarded with umpteen amounts of emails. I'm still getting emails because I, I put a quote in for my, the, 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 the sell my bike, uh, the, the street cup, you know, really? a couple of years ago. I was oh, couple years ago, just curious and still get messages. Are you still want to sell my bike? No, go on. You know, <laughs> another company is Warranty Solutions Group. And they have platinum, gold and silver cover, um, each having varying component covers. Covers. Platinum obviously covering pretty much everything. If you have a used bike and think, well, I might take that up, then go have a look around. There are a few companies out there. There are a couple that are part of the Warranty Solutions Group, and you will see at the bottom of the page they do tell you, so not like they're hiding anything. Surprisingly, though, there are not as many as there are for cars and vans. Ah, that's true. And there is, a, again, when you talk about that Warranty Solutions Company, there is a few websites out there, and you click one and you go, that looks like a website I've just been on. I mean, you scroll to the bottom, it's because they're part of that overall group. And yeah. the cover and stuff's the same. What are the prices are any different? I don't know, but mm -hmm. definitely cover looks pretty much the same. So, but again, as you say, they're not trying to hide anything. But you're right, for cars, there's just 
there's tons of warranty companies out there. I don't know why there isn't as many. It's probably because there's more cars and vans on the road. Yep, well, that's it, yeah. Things to look out for in, in your warranty, okay? So we kind of covered this, but it's the small print. What is covered? What isn't covered? What changes you make that could void a warranty? Do you need an authorised dealer service at recommended intervals? Always read the small print. Can I say that? Can I say that enough? Yeah. Always, always, always read you the must small take print. Your, you must take your bike out in the summer solstice and place it facing 12 <laughs> degrees west of north. Um, and, and pray to it for five minutes. And do you know what um, that is? As the sun, as the sun slowly fades into the distance. And do you know what that is? Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. That is nuts. nice. So, um, are they worth it? Right. So, once you've read your small print, now you're going to see are they worth it? Yeah. So this obviously boils down to a number of factors. How old is your bike, and how long do you plan to own it? And then for me, how mechanically minded are you? Will you fix things yourself or upgrade stuff? Um, you know, and I mean, I'm not remotely mechanically minded. You know, the, the odd three thing I've changed my bike have been very superficial. That was the most. I mean, I changed indicators in John's bike. That was about the most excited I got. Ooh. You know, um, you know. Will you fix things or upgrade? Do you use a regular trusted mechanic? Are you happy to take a risk if something major goes wrong? How cheap are the expensive parts? And by that we mean if you have to replace an engine or a swing arm or push rods, how much are the parts and how much will your labour be? Again, it all depends on your mechanic. I would imagine a Ducati engine is probably cheaper to replace than a Honda one, but I may be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, did I tell you I wasn't mechanically minded? Um, <laughs> and then how much do you trust the brand's reliability? You know. Oh. So, don't I want a Honda, I don't want a Harley going. Sorry, Harley Davidson. I don't know. Who knows? Do you know what I mean? Again. Aye. So, how much you trust the brand's reliability? Yeah, absolutely. Hence, hence why you get the name Hog. Um, how to claim or dispute a warranty issue. So, warranties are legally binding contracts between you as the consumer and the manufacturer as the warranty administrator. The warranty will usually have terms and conditions which set out each party's obligations. It will also set out the process on submitting a warranty claim if it's not handled by a dealership, um, which normally means you've actually got to book it into a main dealer for a diagnostic check. Again, following off of this, the main dealer mm -hmm. should submit a warranty claim to the manufacturer. But obviously, if you're using an if you're using a uh, one of these other companies for a used bike, then obviously you have to fill out the forms and stuff like that mm -hmm. to go through it from there. Um, again. If the manager, if the manufacturer accepts the fault to be a defect, then they will authorise free of charge repair. Um, if they don't agree to that as a defect, they will refuse your claim and explain the reasons why. It's what they legally so, should do. So, so I suppose a good example would be if you're riding along and say, I can have a relatively new adventure bike and suddenly it cuts out and then you, you realise that the whole of the inside of the engine is mangled. You know, yep. you would, you, and the man, the manufacturer would probably would probably accept that as a fault, a defect in the, in the engine. Yeah, they did, done, they did. That, but it's only done yeah. four thousand miles. They would accept yeah, that, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, they would. They would ask for some um, exploratory pictures. Um, that obviously the dealer would, the dealership would then strip and take those pictures and su submit mm -hmm. that evidence. You know what I mean? And then obviously they would come back and say, "Oh, that's nasty." Yes, we'll ship you a new one. 
Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is far easier on a manufacturer's warranty, okay? On that external warranty claims, you will have um, a claim form um, and contact the company and understand what their process is because their process might be different depending on the company as yeah. to how you go through that. It may just be they have an online portal, you go through, the mechanic provides additional information, all that kind of good stuff. Or it may yes. be the mechanic fills out the form. I mean, again, without actually owning one, couldn't need to really tell you and there's it's not overly clear on them that's the only yeah. thing now when it comes to disputing an issue you need to follow the logical approach so firstly contact the dealer explain to them your dispute and see if they will help you if that fails you can submit a dispute with the motor ombudsman okay now if you've taken and this is double indemnity if you've taken mm. a fine if you've taken finance then you can also have a discussion with a finance company. Depending on the company, they may want to raise a complaint on your account, okay? And then they will task, they'll assign an investigator to it, and then they will go off and they will investigate and they will then potentially intervene on your behalf. Because when you take finance on a bike, you are the registered keeper of that bike. You're not the owner yet. The finance company is the owner. You're the registered keeper. And until you play clear the finance off, they are and still have a vested interest. But that's the double indemnity because then you have them to fight in your corner if it gets to that point. Now, mm. that can take... They've got up to eight weeks to conclude that. So 56 days um, to for you making that first call and, and saying, I want to make a complaint, here's why, blah, 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 blah. Given all the evidence that you have, they'll then go and raise a complaint, then they'll say, an investigator, that whole thing can take about eight weeks, 56 days. That's what they're, that's the timeline they're supposed to adhere to um, as part of, obviously, the ombudsman. Now, if all that fails, you could look at small claims court, right? But that, again, is a bit of a gamble. And again, very much based on circumstance. So, uh, you mean, we're not lawyers. We're going to leave that one well alone. But well alone, small actually, claims yeah. court should be your very, very, very last ditch if you feel you've got a case to be had. So there's, there, there is various steps if you've got a warranty that you can fight with if, if it doesn't quite go the way you understood the warranty was in the first place. You mm-hmm. know? But you're, I think the big, the big key there, I think, is definitely... Make sure you're as a favour with what small print as possible before you sign the dotted line. You know, uh, and because of that, you know, we've got some general FAQs as we say. So we're looking at some other man- manufacturers. General some facts. Independent... Sorry, general, general facts. General facts. I don't give a general fact. General fact. <laughs> general fact. So looking at some manufacturers and some independent feeds. Here are some of the other regular FAQs. Regular facts. Regular facts. And 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 some answers. Number one, what does my warranty cover? We should yeah. have done this as a sketch show. Yeah. Shouldn't we? What does my warranty cover? Yeah, like uh, Smith and Jones. Do you want me to, uh, do you want me to read them out as a I'll read them out as a thingy and you can answer them? How's that? Okay, go do for it, right? No more. Uh, right. Hello. What does my warranty cover? Any material found to be defective will be remedied without charge of parts or labour at authorised dealer. Check warranty documentation for the exact list of what is covered. Morning, mate. Is my warranty valid at all dealers? But I found something related. Just, <laughs> somehow you have kicked off a thing and you're not even in, you're not even <laughs> in the, the room. room. Uh-huh. So, Spooky. Number two. Search. 
Thanks, Dana. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks very much, Google. I would yeah. laugh if it switched yes. all the lights off in the man cave. Is my warranty yes. valid at all deals? Yes. All authorised dealers. Country specific exceptions may apply. But what is an authorised dealer? Right? Because, and there's some things you, they say. So, like, for instance, um, a VAT registered garage. As long as you get your services done at a VAT registered garage, you're, you're still covered under warranty. And no Billy's garage that's attached to Sadie's house. Aye, aye. Attached aye. to his and he just takes cash because so, cash is king, man. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so manufacturers should, they will have authorised dealer yeah. search on their website. And when they say authorised dealer, it will then display. So a good example of that is, is obviously we were up at Kirkcaldy, up at Kawasaki, and they sell and they service bikes, right? But AMR, run the corner from us, Mm-hmm. Don't sell Kawasaki's. They used to, but they'd stop selling them. They do Moto Guzzi and um, Benelli's Enfield, and Enfield, Aprilia yeah. and all that stuff. However, they are still an authorised service centre. For Kawasaki. For Kawasaki. Because the mechanics yeah. are trained. Yeah. So they don't necessarily have to be a dealer to be an authorised service centre to perform. Yeah. And the country specific thing tends to be more America that I've noticed. See in the US, mm-hmm. they say... Uh, is it covered with authorised dealers? Yeah, as long as it's within the 52 states. Do you mean outside of that, they don't mention it? So that's one to watch if you're right. coming across and you're bringing the yes. right way. That's something to be mindful oh, of. That's a good point, yeah. So there you go. Okay. Can I go to a non-authorised dealer? Can I go to a non-authorised dealer? Darren, can I go to a non-authorised dealer? In the words of Roy Kent, No. <laughs> Only authorised dealers are allowed to perform warranty work. Darren, how do I how do I transfer the warranty if I sell me bike? A dealer can update the system with the new owner's details. There you go. Number five. Number five. My warranty is due to expire. What should I do? This is dependent on manufacturer. A lot of them will ask to call or email their customer service team. Mm, there we go. And last one. Which, which accent do you want me to go for here? Don't don't say it. What? <laughs> go Australian. Australian is more warranty valid outside my country. What fucking part of Australia was that, mate? Malaysia. Mal- <laughs> <laughs> Let's try that again. Question <laughs> F Park number six is. Excuse me, mate. Is more warranty valid I, outside my country? Hang on. <laughs> she get she get you doing South African. You doing South African. Is my warranty valid? What can no. I do? <laughs> valid outside my country? My country? No, that's, that's New Zealand, my country. Is my okay. warranty valid outside my country? Outside my country. Yeah, yes. my country. Yes. 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 This is, my de- yeah, this is, this is dependent on manufacturer. Yes, there we go. And we talked about that. I'm glad there was only sax facts on there. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm glad there was only sax facts. Sax facts? Yes, sax facts? Uh, now, where we've discussed bikes warranty, that a lot of this applies to anything you buy that has a warranty. Mm. Luggage, riding gear, helmets, accessories, so much more. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, that, that engine came back, you know what I mean? My brand new engine comes with a fresh one year's warranty because it's a part, apparently. And it's the same if you buy accessories and parts. Do you know what I mean? A lot of them come with a year's warranty. Yeah. So, yeah. again. Again, as long as they're fitted by a recognised dealer or something like that. An authorised so. dealer, exactly. But again, it's all small print. And there might not be as much small print, but you buy a, again, if you buy a, uh, a new, I don't know, a new um, 
brakes or something like that, but you're getting fitted <laughs> by the guy next door uh, in his garage. No, they're not going to be covered no matter, no matter how well they're fitted. Do you no, know what I mean? But you, but you take them to Kawasaki because you've got an engine and get the brakes fitted there, then the parts are covered by warranty as well. Sacramento. Again, said it before, say it again. Read the small print. Boring as hell, but worthwhile. Yeah, don't do a, don't do a terms and conditions in your on your smartphone thing. I just I agree. Don't do no, that. No, read it. No, read it. No, totally, you know? totally, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. I, it's not like iTunes. You know what I mean things? Mm-hmm. It's like I actually genuinely read it. Mm-hmm. And the small prints know that is small. It's like buying a song for iTunes. Do you know what I mean? Which is just like microscopic. Do you know what I mean? You could be yeah. selling your soul to I, Satan on that. You would never yeah. know. I, I think for me, I think there was a warranties. I would probably, I would always take, I'd always want manufacturers want to obviously get that with the bike anyway, you know, but it's probably quite a good negotiating tactic when you're buying bikes. So quite often, if you, you know, if they're offering that extra year or extra two years package, oh, that's, something that, that's something you can haggle with to get, you oh. know, and it's definitely haggle to try and get that kind of thing. Absolutely. We should actually but look to see if we can get yeah. a salesman in, you know what I mean? Yes. And is the inside scoop on how to no, haggle we, get, a we need to get an ex-salesman in to give us the inside <laughs> scoop <laughs> That's right. or one that doesn't care about their job do you know what I mean ah, exactly or, or if you want to come on we can we can, we can uh, change your voice can't we yes distort you no see that wouldn't work on Zoom you'd need to be live in the actual cave to do that because when you date our Zoom it just goes and then cuts off ah, there we go that's better isn't it or does it just cut off that's a shame ah, it just cut off Again, I'm just getting tuned the fat thing in my head with the voice things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that door, you're letting all this more good. Aye, it's just <laughs> no. Um, but we can do that. We can even we can even have you in shadow on the zoom. If, on the zoom aye, call. Have you, have you so pixelated? You can't see pix- your face. Pixelate you, know? you. Do you know what I mean? Aye. You know, I'm we'll agree a pseudonym for you. So at some point we'll be chatting to me and going, so tell us, Davey, sorry, I meant, I meant Steve, sorry, Davey, Aye. oh, I mean Steve, sorry. Aye. <laughs> fucking edit nightmare, that, you know what I mean, bleep all the way through when you say somebody's name, do you know what I mean, it's been absolute... Nicola walks in, turns the lights on and goes, are you guys all right, you want a cup of tea? Ah, no, Stevie, you want a cup of tea? I mean, Dave, I mean, oh, shit, aye, cut, aye. <laughs> um, hey, but, how's, 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 how's the rest of the boys at the, the Apria garage you alright oh no sorry sorry aye. Mm. Aye. see when you're here can you look at my Kawasaki no mm. I don't think there's a conclusion this is just more I can art because it, it's, it's what suits you I think being non-mechanically minded I think if I was buying a second hand bike I'd maybe try and use that as a haggle to try and get it if I was buying it from a dealership so yes. if I was going to say I'm going to say West Coast or something and I saw you know like a a four-year-old sports that I liked, you know, and they said, "You want to buy this service package?" And I'll go, "Do you want me to buy the bike? Give me the service package." Aye. I mean, that kind of Aye, thing. And extended warranty. And extended warranty. So, Aye. yeah, all these kind of things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's not as you say. It's not so much a conclusion. It's just a bit of a more of an an FYI. I haven't gone. I think going. I think going through the process. It was relatively smooth. Mine. Because it was literally, a, they opened the case up and went, Jesus, wept. Cut the pixels, sent it back. Harley asked for a couple of extra pixels of something else. Took that, did it back, and Harley went, oh, it's a new engine, we'll ship you one. Mm-hmm. So that's a good it example. Could, I, could, I mean, it could, have been, it could have been so much damage, it could almost have been a new bike for you, you know what I mean? 
So I, I mean, it was pretty plain sailing from that perspective. However, but, but I that's, have had but stories. That's a, uh, that's a kind of obvious thing, you know. Things that are a bit more borderline. I know you can have a bit of a fight. I've never had it by a motorbike, but I had it with a car. Yes. And we fought and fought and fought because the, the, the cylinder head gasket went in the car after it was supposed to have had a winter service. So, um, so mm-hmm. it was a kind of fight. Be- yeah, it was a fight between us and yeah. I know. To be fair, they, they eventually paid it under warranty, so we didn't have to pay for the new engine, the new gasket getting skimmed, the cylinder head getting skimmed, and the gasket putting all that. But, Aye, but you know, still. Um, but it was a fight, a fight and a half. Do you know what I mean? Aye. You know, and there there are certain things that, that people just say, I oh, know we're not going to. We're not going to do it. I know Ford Cougars at the moment. I know this isn't a bike related, but just if you if you're thinking of buying a Ford Cougar, apparently there's an issue with the trim, the kind of seals in the back doors. A lot of Ford Cougars, the seals are kind of peeling off within within six months of having the car. Ford are saying, and, and Ford are saying it's not a it's not a fault. It's it's wear and tear. Six months of having a car and the seals are coming off the doors, no. and it's happening to a lot of people with Cougars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, because not because Pumas, you know, they're kind of we can have any oh, we can have hybrid can, ones. Aye, yeah, I've got two people I know already that have had that, and, and there's a, there's a whole forums about it and stuff like that. So, and they're not and they're not covering that under warranty, and they're not and they're not doing a recall, but it's clearly happened to a lot of cars. Somebody was a wee bit was a wee bit uh, stingy with a super glue in the factory. Aye, that bit. That will be it. They've tried to cut costs, so they've went and did all these minor changes. Scott's so a Bostick, no for. It's aye, as simple as that. Rather than having a nice thick coat and a Bostick before you put the seal on, it's like no, 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 no. We could, we could say, oh, we could save a oh, hundred oh, oh. tubes a month by cutting that in half, and mm-hmm. it'll be plenty. No, I've seen that happen. You know what I mean? In previous jobs, you know what I mean? They go in and they try to make it as lean as possible. And save a few pennies here and there, and you actually, you know, you're actually just going to create more bother. Do you mm-hmm. mean for the sake of what saving a couple of pound every every other week? Do you mean it's just daft? Yes. Absolutely nuts. Pure daft. Absolutely nuts. Right, so there we go. Um, well, this is quite a short episode for yeah, our usual. Pretty short, yeah, yeah. Usually we're sure. quite kind of. Usually we're running the tour mark and talking crap, and you know what I mean. Whereas we've actually been quite, we're quite. It's sl- the summer holiday. It's the summer holiday episode. We've all been away doing stuff, so um, you know that's not been bike related. So it's kind of less to chit chat about. Oh, absolutely. You know? And the other, th- and but we've you know, we've got coming up bike night. I'm sure at least one of us will get to this time round. We've got coming up the test ride for the live wire, and we should be getting our tickets to go and see the motorcycle live down in Birmingham again. Um, um all be, uh, God's aligning and all that with stuff. That should be happening. Right, well, we're good. on. I'm just, well, we're obviously live still. They're actually just making the draw. On. Now? Well, here, how good would that be for online and you make a draw and is you that... get it as we are online on our podcast? Oh, it is. The H2 Ninja is. Is who? Is it? Dump, 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 dump. Who are we shouting congratulations? Big shout out to, you know? 25k, they said the Kawasaki H2 is worth, by the way. So. I don't think that's me. No. Nope. Richard somebody. Yeah, well, I've got a funny feeling the fact that your name's Darren. Richard. Means that Richard somebody's no... Richard Bevington. Well done, Richard Bevington. Oh, well done, you've Richard just Bevington. Won a, you've just won a Kawasaki Ninja H2. 
on the nice. giveaway, guys. I'm going to stop doing that, right? Because I'm going to be funny, right? I've bought tickets loads of times for that and never win a thing. You know what I mean? Not to eat sausage. And yet and there's, guys like on the, there, there's guys on there that we know. 100 right? free entries, you know what I mean? None of that stuff, none of these things. No. And if, you know what I mean? And then you get guys on there that go in there once or twice and then they end up, and you mean they win a brand new whatever it is, and you go, and then they phone them, and they go, that's the first time I've ever played this, and I've won, and I'm going, see you, pricks. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm in borderline rant mode, do you know what I mean? You're like, right. I buy tickets all the time when absolutely yeehaw. Am I just that unlucky chap? Whereas well, that's, folk go uh, in there know, and buy one ticket once. And you're saving grace, 20. though, is if you ever get picked for jury duty, the chance I'll not pull your name out of the hat. No, well, that's three times I've been three times I've had citations through for jury duty, and three times I've never been picked. I see. That's a, that's that's the only benefit of being crap at raffles. But I'd rather so, I mean, I'd rather win an inch two and have to and, do and jury duty. I would so happily do jury duty if it meant I was winning an inch two. Do you know what I mean? It's like I can't even I can't even win a bottle of pra- bottle of wine at a school tombola where there's a there's five a, and one chance that you'll get something. <laughs> I'm the one chance that I don't get it. Do you know what I mean? Hi, I'm the same. You know what I mean? Not a sausage. I think the only thing I've ever won was there was a prize draw done on Teapot One's patron um, and I won a year's Cali Moto. Nice. Used that about six times. Because all the other times it was organised runs and I was knew where I was was going. No, I've I've never... I I stopped doing... Like you, I've stopped doing them. You know? What the odd, they've done the odd you give away guys, but you know, I'm, I'm like, you know, you know. it's just one of the ones. And there's, there's blowing Matt out there, you know. I'll just do it by a ticket. Uh, thanks very much. Boom. Matt, if you're listening and you're out walking the dogs at this but, point, just take we it. We love you, but you're a prick. Aye, but if we give you, if we give you the money, could you buy the tickets for this? <laughs> all right, the tickets. <laughs> aye, 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 that would just be aye. And do you know what? We probably still wouldn't even because we're just that unlucky. Exactly. Do you know which is just, you mean, horrific. You make your so, own luck in life, that's what I say. They, aye. Aye. <laughs> you make your own luck in life, you know what I mean? Ah, wish. Do you know what I mean? The thing um, is, we, we are winners every time we put out a podcast because we have got amazing listeners that listen to that, us every time. That is very true. Do you know what I mean? You and we what? do meet some really cool people, do you know yes. what I mean, um, doing this, you know what I mean? Um, which is pretty cool. I think the other thing to say is, obviously, next show coming up will be 38, because it's 37. Makes logical sense. Although we yes. should just skip it and go 39, just to confuse people. Um, Absolutely. But we'll obviously have had a little go on the live wire and stuff by that point. Um, hopefully, by that point, I'll have started to put out the footage from the trip that I did in May. Of course, yeah. Um, I finally got to day six on the editing. So I Oof, should have wow. all the 360 footage edited, which means then I just need to put it together with some graphics and stuff. Day one's already done. I'm just going to get a couple of days in advance and then start to drop them out um, just so that you guys can see them um, because there's some really cool footage in there. So that's coming. Um, and oh, I have no idea what else is coming. I would like to get to AMR's open day. They're having an open day, but I think that's this weekend and I'm not here. Um, however, I would like to go in and test drive because they're doing motor goods you know the hundred the hundred motor goods what was it the hundred mandelo oh yeah mandelo aye it's 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 a bike that i really like the look of really mm-hmm. like the look of 
Do you know what I mean? Um, not that I'm trading my bike in at this particular moment in time, but I'm going to start to keep an eye out just on what's possibly out there. Do you know what I mean? Dun, dun, well, I think once you get past that two-year mark in your bike, it's kinda, it starts to become you get a, a viable option again, but it's also kind of financially relatively viable to kind of look at your options, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah. And don't yeah. get me wrong, I've already been through the Triumph configurator and configured my own Tiger. I've been through Ducati's site and configured my own Diavo V4. Nice. It's really nice. <laughs> it's really expensive. But Aye, it's but. 20 grand cheaper than a CVO Street Glide in Whiskey Neat Black. Aye, which is just a nice paint job. Well, not quite, but you know what I mean. And a 12.4-inch TFT, which looks really nice. And also the um, the new BMW GSEs will be out shortly as well. So, again, a lot coming up. And then, obviously, we're having a chat about going to MCN Live this year. Yes, we Which, are. if we can sort that out sooner rather than later... Ideally, yep. in the next month or so, then we can yeah, obviously share with you guys. Like, you know, online exclusive. I am available those dates. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. so we, can get, we can actually get a book. Cool. The question will be: Is do you want to fly? Do we want to do up and down same day that like we did last time, or would you rather go down in the morning, have the whole day, stay over, and then kind of come back up when it suits us the following day? Right. Because yeah, we'll I see, think we we'll lost see, it, we probably lost about two hours, which meant there was probably some stuff we could have went and queued and got to do, and yes. we didn't. I would quite like to to do that this time and maybe actually sign up for a few things to get you Aye. in the back or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that was that's the name of my sex tape. But anyway, <laughs> you know, so thank you. I've been watching. I've been watching Brutal Nine. Come on, let's get nuts. Uh, okay, just when you said sex tape. <laughs> I say, I know, I know exactly. Uh, watching too much Brooklyn Nine Nine. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that we're, we're looking forward to that. That'll be good fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. next one. And then obviously we'll try and catch up with some, with Andy at Yamaha, and we still need to go and have a chat with Ed and Sai Motorphoto. Which if MD doesn't follow his channel, check out Sai Motorphoto. He did an unboxing of the Aragon literally yesterday. Um, and for all you don't see the bike you know, in, in its final guise, you do see a lot of that bike when he takes out the crane mm -hmm. and stuff like that, so it's, it's, quite, it's quite an insight. So nice. yes. But other than that, that's pretty much us for episode 37. Little shorter yes. episode this time round, which should give people out there a chance to listen to it without falling asleep, or get their dogs walked and listen to the full episode. Thanks for listening again, everybody, to our uh, ramblings and nonsense and sometimes sidetrack into the world of God knows only what um, and again to everybody that listens, follows and comments thank you very much, keep it coming we love yeah, we love it. Yeah, any interaction yep. um, but remember these are just the opinions of a group of average bikers but a massive thank you from us all here and if you've enjoyed it please like, share and more importantly subscribe if you want to get in touch with questions or a possible big question, then please email us at averagebikersinacave at outlook.com or get in touch via our Facebook page or Instagram. We're on the gram. See you in the next episode. And until next time, remember, only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of a car window. Oh. The diamond dogs have struck again.